0: Welcome to the Money Without Shame podcast. I'm your host, Amy Schultz, and I'm here to tell you that the story you've been believing about yourself and money isn't true. You're not bad at money. In fact, you were set up for failure from a lack of healthy money conversations growing up to societal conditioning to an economic system that just wasn't made for women. That's why I'm on a mission to remove the shame that I know so many of you feel about your money and empower you to take back control of your financial future. Each week, my guests and I are going to explore the truth behind why money has felt so challenging, using real stories from real women to reveal the external factors that influence our financial lives and offer a way to do and feel better about money without shame. You're not alone, and it's not all your fault. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Money Without Shame. I'm your host, Amy Schultz. Thanks for tuning in to reset your relationship with money. In this episode, I'm going to talk all about saving money, the relationship that we have with it, why we struggle based on what we've learned growing up, and what we can do to reset that relationship and start to finally save money, maybe for the first time in our lives. I personally did not start being able to save money until I was about 30 years old as a new mom, and a part of that was. From finally being able to understand the things that I needed to do to be able to save money, but it was also about motivation and understanding my why and the importance of what I wanted to be saving money for. So I will share a letter today from Savvy, who is in Denver and sent in her story, and then I will go into Not only what I would recommend to Savvy to do, but what I would recommend to anybody who has struggled to save money. So here is Savvy's story. My name is Savvy and I'm 32 years old. I currently live in beautiful Denver, Colorado, a city that I've called home for the past few years. I started my career a decade ago with high hopes and dreams, but I've always struggled to save money no matter how hard I've tried. My money journey has been a challenging one, shaped by my upbringing. Growing up, my family didn't have much. We lived paycheck to paycheck, and there was a constant sense of financial insecurity in our household. This had a profound impact on my perception of money, as I learned that it's a scarce resource and saving was a luxury that only a few could afford. I also never received any formal education about personal finance, which left me ill-equipped to manage my money effectively. Over the years, I've tried some methods to save, but nothing seemed to stick. I've dabbled with budgeting apps, I've read countless self-help books, and I've even attended financial seminars. But the results have always been the same. Empty savings accounts and frustration. It feels like no matter how hard I try, I'm stuck in a cycle of living paycheck to paycheck. One thing I've come to realize is that my income has been a limiting factor in my savings journey. While I enjoy my job, I've often wondered if I need to earn more to make significant progress. However, in the current job market, it's not clear whether this is possible. I'm also concerned about work-life balance, as it seems that many high-paying jobs require significant sacrifices in terms of time and energy. I'm at a crossroads, and I feel like I've hit a financial wall. I'm eager to learn more about how I can change my financial habits and mindset. And I'm ready to take the necessary steps to break free from financial constraints. Oh, Savvy. Thank you for sending this. So I'm going to talk about what Savvy sent in. I really want to address the emotions there because I think you can feel them and what she's writing, the frustration and that stuck feeling. So I'm going to go into that. I always have to caveat that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to money. So what works for one person might not work for another. And the goal with this today is to help you think more deeply about why you are where you are if Savvy's story resonates with you, so that you can take some of the blame and that negative emotion off of yourself and feel more positive about your ability to do better. What's really interesting about this is that Savvy is so aware Not only did she explain what she was feeling, but also like the reasons that she thought it might be happening. So she said, you know, we live paycheck to paycheck. There was a constant sense of financial insecurity in our household. And this had a profound impact. Yeah, it definitely did. So when we grow up experiencing a sense of chaos with money, a sense of volatility and uncertainty we inevitably return to that unless we take steps to avoid it this is true I believe with any aspect of your life not just money if chaos is what we return to I was actually at a talk the other day where she was talking about our nervous systems right but in general with what we know if chaos is what we want to return to that's what will happen You could call it self-sabotage. I personally hate that word (laughs) because it's so like negative, but that's what happens a lot of times is that just that return to chaos, I think sounds better. And so if that's us, if that's what we saw growing up, we have to think about what's the opposite of that or what's the version of money management that we want to have. And so a lot of times it's consistency. So we have to move from chaos to consistency, and the best way to do that is to take little steps that add up to big results. And I'll talk more about when we get to the practical side, but this is true for mindset as well. If you can, in the moment, recognize when you're about to make a decision that would tend towards the chaos that you're used to, And instead think about what is the consistent small step that I can take to get me to the result that I actually want. That's when you're going to be really powerful with money. And that's in general, right? That's for anything. That's for not using credit cards, for paying off debt, for building up savings, spending with intention, anything. It's about turning that chaos into consistency and thinking about in the moment, how do I do that? And I think it makes sense that then Savvy goes into, I've tried so many methods to save, but nothing seemed to stick. And she lists practical things, budgeting apps, self-help books, financial seminars. Financial seminar sounds so like retirement, like try this new insurance product. I don't know. I, yeah, that it just gives me that bad vibe. So <laughs> I don't know that I... Would have a lot of hope for anybody who thinks they're going to attend a financial seminar. Now, if you come to one of my workshops, that's different. Those are fun. Anyways, but she says the results have been the same. Empty savings accounts, sense of frustration. Yeah, I think because being stuck in this cycle of living to paycheck to paycheck, it is more about the returning to chaos instead of catching it in the moment about the decisions that we want to make. And so what happens is that we go and try all these practical things, but we're not doing the mindset work or the pattern shifting. And then we just feel bad because like, oh, reading another book didn't help. There must be something wrong with me. Not true at all, Savvy. Don't believe it. Savvy then goes into talking about her income a little bit here too, that she's realized that her income has been a limiting factor in, in her savings journey And so she didn't say what her annual income was without looking at all the details. I can't specifically say if that's true. What I will say is that a lot of times people think that earning more money is a thing that will help them, and it is more about these habits and being consistent than it is earning more, but I'm a huge advocate for all women everywhere earning more money because I do feel that we get into this sense of um, complacency where we are just accepting what we earn instead of opening it up to think more. So for anybody, whether they're bringing that up to me or not, that's something that we're going to address, especially with our coaching at Boulder because we're all about how can you be bolder about money and a lot of times it is
1: admitting that you want more money
0: and going after it. there's also this concern here from savvy about work-life balance it seems that many high-paying jobs require significant sacrifices in terms of time and energy that can be true but that's a personal boundary right and so we'll talk about that but anytime that we're going into potentially earning more money and we're afraid about the time commitment that's a that can be true but it can also be a self sab a self-sabotaging belief that's keeping us from just going after the job that we really want and then setting boundaries so that we're not miserable in that job and that we can show up the way that we want to. And there's ways to do that. Okay, let's dive into some of these. So for anybody who has struggled to save money, this is what my team helps them do. First, we get a really clear picture of everything, right? Because that's that has to be the first step. You have to know where everything's going. Sometimes looking at where your money is going, looking at your spending, can feel hard. But it's so important to look at that and give yourself grace and think about, okay, this isn't something where I'm going to be hard on myself. If I look at where my money is going and I find that I'm embarrassed or feel guilty about my spending, I'm just going to take that as a learning experience and breathe through it because it means that now I know better and I can do better. So lay out all of your spending and really look at where there are opportunities to save money based on what is super important to me. A lot of financial experts will tell you that while you have a financial goal, you have to be miserable (laughs) achieving that goal. That's not the case at all. What you can do is find areas to cut back that aren't going to significantly reduce your quality of life or that are going to help you feel more in control. For a lot of times, this means looking at online shopping, looking at how often are you ordering in food instead of cooking at home, things like that, where you can find money to save and where it would make you feel really good to be putting that money towards savings instead of for things that aren't really aligned with your values and what you care about most. Okay, that's like if money mindset weren't an issue, if you could just hear steps and follow them easily, that's what you would do, right? Savvy's probably heard that 85 times (laughs) in her life. And so we're not gonna pretend like that's enough because for most people, it's not. That's why 80% of Americans feel like if they were to miss one paycheck, they wouldn't be able to pay their bills, right? That's why most Americans don't have savings. It's not that easy. So here's what I like to say. Come up with that plan, right? Every month, where does your money need to go in order for you to save? If you find that there isn't enough there and you need to earn more, we'll talk about that in a minute. But in terms of having that plan, look at it and the plan is the easy part. The hard part is in little moments where you have opportunities to distract yourself from where you want to be with your savings. Those are the spending opportunities where in the moment, recognizing a pattern and breaking the cycle is so important. For example, let's say Savvy lays out this plan where she is going to spend a little bit less so that she can put $200 a month into savings, right? And then her friend invites her to something. And then she's really tired after work and wants to order something to eat. And then she sees an Instagram ad and wants to buy something for the house. Those are the moments where we have to decide what is most important to us. Is it getting towards our goals Is it overcoming that impulse spending moment, or is it having the thing? And it's deeper than that. It's not just about having the thing. It's about at what point did I learn that happiness is brought to me from these items that I'm buying or from these things that I'm doing, right? At what point did I learn that reducing stress means spending money, and vice versa. Now, again, this might not be Savvy's exact issue, but the pattern that I recognize is that I see a lot of people who grew up around that chaos, and the spending money, the getting rid of money, is an attempt to self-soothe, almost, and to have that control. They feel like getting rid of money means that they're back in control, which is actually the opposite. So my first step with savvy would be that plan. The second step would be just observing and getting really in tune and what's happening in those moments where we're making small choices that take us away from the goal and really start recognizing what's happening there emotionally and how do we get in control of that and find another way to absolve negative emotions that doesn't involve spending money. And I would take it even a step further and say, Savvy, open up a high-yield savings account. There's tons online that are like no fee, no minimum. We usually recommend like Ally, Marcus, American Express, but you can Google high-yield savings accounts and then look and make sure that there's no fees or no minimum balances and just pick the one that has the, the highest rate. and Every time she wins in one of those moments where she's deciding, no, I'm not going to spend on this right now. Instead, I'm going to put that money into savings. She gets to watch that account balance grow. Even if it's like I was going to spend $25 ordering food and instead I'm putting that into that high-yield savings. Watching that money grow in those little moments, slowly over time, is going to start helping Savvy believe that she is a saver and that she can hold on to her money and save it. Okay, so I want to touch on the income because a lot of what I see is that we start out our careers at a certain salary level. Maybe we negotiated it, maybe we didn't. But unfortunately, employers a lot of times are trying to get away with like the lowest that they can pay for something and that's not always the market rate so anybody what i recommend is looking around at the industry that you're in the job market and seeing what is somebody else with my skill set with what i want to be doing earning how does that compare to what i'm currently earning also looking at what opportunities do i have for a promotion what opportunities do I have for a raise? And really adding this to your list of things to do and adding this to part of, just making this part of your job. Part of your job is to manage your earning potential. And that means paying attention to what is my track to promotion? What is my track to earning more? having conversations with your manager about, you know, I'd really like to get to this next level. What are the steps I need to take to to get there? And then can we check in every few months so I can update you on my progress and my accomplishments? Getting it to the point where you are nurturing that opportunity for a raise or a promotion, not just like a one-time conversation, but making sure that it's always in the, the back of your manager's mind. Like, oh, Savvy is somebody who is a go-getter and is accomplishing all of these things I need to bring up when it comes to budget conversations that Savvy is due for a promotion. But that might not be the case with your job. You might be stuck in a really low salary band. And in that case, you will want to look elsewhere. But from a mindset perspective, the idea here is being curious, as curious as possible, looking at as many options as possible for earning more money. So for Savvy, a huge concern of hers is work-life balance. I think that's for everybody, right? And so thinking about what am I telling myself that earning more money has to look like? I'm telling myself that once I get to a certain earnings level, I will always be overwhelmed. And that's keeping me from getting to a certain earnings level. So how can I instead trust myself to set boundaries around when I work, how much I work, how I maintain my energy, how I take care of myself so that when I get to a higher paying level, I'm still doing those things, right? That requires trust. starting to trust yourself now around what you're doing so that when you get to those other levels, you know that you're not just going to fall off and and let somebody else tell you what to do with your time. So practically, for Savvy, this means three steps. Number one, look at her current path to promotion and raise. Talk about it with her manager. Figure out what she needs to do in order to get to that step. Number two, look around at the market, what other people are making in her current roles, and where are there opportunities for her to find a higher-paying job. Number three, start thinking about personal boundaries that are needed in order to have a really high paying job, in order to have a successful career without feeling burnt out and without feeling like you have to give, give, give so much until there's nothing left. Because the reality is that savvy might want to do a fourth thing, which is looking at bringing in side income right whether that's through starting a side hustle selling some items online becoming a freelancer on a site like upwork or fiverr and the personal boundaries are going to be really important there too But also knowing that with something like that, it's temporary. So it might not be forever that she has two jobs, but it might just be that while she's getting to the point that she wants to be, she does that. But anytime we are keeping ourselves from going after more money, we have to stop and think what's the story I'm telling myself about this? Is that serving me? Is that true? Is that helpful? And if not, what do I want to believe about this instead? And what would I do if I believed that? Thank you so much for sharing your story, Savvy. I hope this was helpful for you. For everyone else, if this is a story that feels familiar to you and you want additional help, there will be a link in the show notes to get in touch with me. Thank you so much. Ready to experience money without shame? Then come follow me at Amy Schultz Money Coach for daily inspo on Instagram. I am truly grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Want to be featured on a future episode or have your own money story to share? Send it to moneywithoutshame at gmail.com. See you next time.